live again. Yes, we're back for episode four. Episode four. What are we mm-hmm. going to talk about this episode? We're going to talk about dating. Yeah, very exciting. A very light topic in comparison to the last yes. one. Yes, yes. It could be. Uh, it could be deeper, but I think uh, we want to have this um, discussion a little bit lighter than um, usual, I guess. So something a little more playful, less mm-hmm. serious. Almost yes, like, just like the dating itself. Ah, so right. you're basically saying we're on a date. <laughs> That's what you're trying to convey, huh? Not with you, but yeah. Wow, I'm offended. I'm not good <laughs> enough for you? All right, where do we want to start? We want to start maybe... Start at the beginning. If you're a man, typically the only way to garner a date is either a dating app or approaching women. Right. Something we've Pretty much. done a lot and we love to do and enjoy talking about and mm-hmm. doing when we go out. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, recently, let's let's start with the actual dating apps, right? Because recently we've been we've been using it, right? Yeah. Um, under you know the circumstances that we're having. Um, so, I mean, I'm not against dating apps, obviously, um, but I have to say though that from from a certain point, it's it's really exhausting. I really have to say that because. The process itself is so. Uh, there are a lot of pauses in between. I have to get a match first, right? And then I have to message her usually. Um, and then, what I've found on dating apps, uh, sort of trend, is that guys spend more time on dating apps than girls do. I I think right? that's an inherent design because there's right. always going to be more dudes willing to. Mm-hmm you know, hook up or look for relationships with women, then there are going to be women looking for guys. Yeah. So it's just uneven. So I think it's in the benefit of most, you know, women, chicks, things like that, Mm -hmm. for them to just open it up and they get to select because most of us guys have relatively low standards, I think. And we, uh, oh yeah, we'll take what we can get a lot, a lot of guys at least. And guys, we know this because we know a lot of friends like that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We're not guessing on this. Um, yeah, guys are, especially dating apps, um, they, I really hard, it's hard to put a percentage to it, but, uh, a lot of guys are there to just, uh, with a sort of purpose actually, you know, actually usually hookups, right? Uh, I think that's their purpose a lot of times. Uh, but even then, you have to lend a first date, and uh, even get getting to the point is kind of exhausting to me, honestly. Because first of all, texting is not really fun for me. Um, it really doesn't convey the meaning or the uh, feelings of what I want to say. And like I said, there are a lot of pauses. It's not like texting um, to that person's number. You have to wait for it. Right. So even if the conversation is going really well with that pause, you know, hours a day, whatever, you lose that momentum. Oh, absolutely. Right. And it kind of changes the entire exchange, mm-hmm. kind of like the conversation, the dialogues. Mm-hmm. Very different depending on how much time's elapsed. The moment of joy and excitement like, oh, oh, this looks this person looks cool or interesting mm-hmm. can quickly shift to the next day to be, ah. Uh, 
maybe I'm not I'm not really interested, or maybe you're looking over the pictures more. Yeah, she's not mm-hmm. as cute as I initially thought, or you're looking through the bio. Eh. Yeah, and you think ah maybe I just won't respond. I think this happens to both parties, and it kind of just fizzles and dies out. Which is mm-hmm. why usually the first thing I do when I match with somebody is. Mm-hmm immediately try to meet up for coffee which can rub people the wrong way because a lot of people seem to want to get to know each other a little bit better right but i'm the same boat you're in where i feel like i can't communicate who i am effectively through just these little characters on a phone and some Mm -hmm. emojis it doesn't convey my right true self very well and that's why i think it's better to be in person because you also can't get that from the other person you're exchanging these words with. you don't get a real idea of who they are Body exactly. Language and chemistry. That that happens less uh, if we if you exchange text with someone that you know really well, right? It's there's a less chance of misunderstanding that person. But we're talking about this brand new person who you don't know, and that that the person doesn't know you at, at all, right? So the texting can uh, can mislead in many different ways. So, like I said, all that uh, given, I. I find it really exhausting. It's not really fun for me. So I uh, personally prefer, um, you, you, you've used that word before, organically uh, meeting girls um, or me, organically meeting people in general. That's what I prefer because it's uh, it's really fun. It's just one shot. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. You know, like you can get the result right away. There's no mystery. There's no way yeah, exactly. to see if they're going to swipe right on you mm-hmm. or if you're going to have that feedback. Yeah. There's no really game, so to speak. You can kind of know immediately mm-hmm. within a few moments. Oh, is this yeah. person willing to engage and interact yeah. with me through their facial expressions? You know, things like that. How they talk. You know, whether or not they're you know looking at um, looking at your eyes. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're engaged, you can you can gauge that in so many different ways, right? So I prefer that way more than dating apps. Dating apps could be fun um, in certain occasions, but I think I'm I'm just done with it. You know, I I think I'm done with it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use it anymore. Wow, this yeah. is after a date last night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, maybe that that'll be for the Patreon only once. I think right there, it's got to be uh, it's gotta for be. a very specific reason. Yeah, um, I understand. I think the best thing you can get from a dating app mm. is that you're allowed to meet people that you may not otherwise entirely, mm-hmm. whether it's due to location, proximity, mm. or just general interest altogether. For example, you and I, we spend most of our time. Mm. active and we're outgoing we're pretty busy guys you know when we're in the gym if it's lifting we're usually not Mm. conversing with people we're there with a plan and agenda so we usually lack the socializing so in that given situation it makes it more difficult to maybe engage with people in an organic way Mm. because we already have a plan and we're trying to just execute that plan so that's one benefit that these dating apps have in some True. of these downtime or these situations where you're bored and maybe you want to try to meet with somebody, that's when they can become very useful. And you can meet with people from such different walks of life that you may not have even seen at the mm-hmm. gym or met in these encounters that you just right. typically put yourself in, grocery store, the bars, etc. So I think that's the benefit. But there's always a stipulation. 
I think you should not put any of your ego and self-worth into these apps because they're just not representative of reality and its entirety. Yes, I think it should be a small part Mm -hmm. of your, for lack of a better term, your dating plan or your dating strategy. You should also be in conjunction with using these apps, meeting people regularly, in person, organically, as you said. And I think you'll find a lot more benefit from that Mm -hmm. because you get the playfulness, you get the engagement, you get the flirtation, the Mm -hmm. eye contact, you know, the subtle back and forth, the wittiness. Mm -hmm. And you can really build something that's way more personable Mm -hmm. and enjoyable via just that human one-on-one interaction. Or just yeah. in-person interaction. It doesn't necessarily have to be one-on-one. Maybe you're in a group setting. But it has an undeniable, lovable quality. And you just stand out way more. When you're swiping right, hot or not, basically, as a girl or a guy, yeah. you're not getting people. You're getting images of people. So it's easy to be entirely detached from mm-hmm. realizing on the other end of that mm-hmm. there's an actual person with feelings, emotions, and all these other things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hey, you should speak to the mic, though. Pretty, you're pretty far when you're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Uh, and then I, I understand it could be meeting people organically could be uncomfortable for a lot of people, especially in this day and age. Um, people are not, especially kids, the younger generations, you know, they are not really comfortable socializing with the people. Uh, they don't know, um, or they, they are not really comfortable even making eye contact with people, right? So these dating apps could be very beneficial for people like that, um, introverts, I guess. But also... You know, that doesn't mean that you should stay that way. You know, you can put yourself in an uncomfortable situation so that you can maybe, you know, play it in a different way. You know, that's also another way to find out um, what kind of elements about yourself you can change or you can challenge, right? So I think in that sense, it could be very beneficial uh, even trying it. So there's a benefit of self-discovery in the yeah, dating process. Absolutely. As mm-hmm. long as you're willing to put yourself out there and engage mm-hmm. with other people, you might find a lot out about yourself. Maybe you're extremely uncomfortable with these social interactions. Maybe that's because you've never done it. I think a lot of people fail to realize the uncomfortability is not revolved around necessarily the action, mm-hmm. but the lack of repeatability in the action. Mm-hmm. So basically to sum it up, it's the experience. When you're new to something, no matter what it is, there's going to be a level of discomfort because you're so aware of what expertise look like or you're so aware of how uncomfortable, how mm-hmm. inefficient you are, whether this is a sport, a new game, mm-hmm. or a new social setting, you're immediately aware that, mm-hmm. wow, I am not good at this and this does not feel good. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't necessarily mean what you're doing or engaging in mm-hmm. is a negative It's just an opportunity to maybe grow and get more comfortable in that thing. And this one is worth getting comfortable in for so many different reasons. From the way you interact with employers, employees, friends, random people you meet. By having the ability to approach women and just open up a discussion with them and convey interest or other things that you want to get across 
will apply to so many other areas of your life that will be Absolutely. Beneficial. That's a really good point that it can, those skills and experience can translate <coughs> to other situations interacting with people in general, right? So that's a really important point. And not just interacting, but also speaking in front of people in general, right? Present, it could be presentation, it could be just small meeting where you have to talk to people, um, you know, not necessarily they're not talking to you, they're not, you're not having conversation with them, but you may have to present some ideas, you know, for a certain amount of time. And those kind of things, skills that experience can actually help you build up that, you know, skills mm-hmm. or, you know, that occasions that are, that are necessary for, um, you know, those kind of situations. Yeah, I would totally agree. I think it's similar to, I'm going to speak about rock climbing because it's something we do. Uh, Whether you're rope climbing, bouldering, or doing anything of that nature, you're going to run into a situation where you have to make a move that is extremely uncomfortable and you feel like you have to commit and you don't think you're going to be able to do it. There's going to be fear in your head. Maybe the move is new to you. Maybe you've never done the route. Mm. Maybe you're just brand new to the climbing experience altogether. But what happens is eventually you're going to try to make the move, probably fall, as we all do. And then you'll realize, oh, that was it. I, I fell. I didn't hurt myself. Nothing's bad. It wasn't that big of a deal. And that will build you some confidence to go do it again until eventually, oh, wow, you've stuck the move. This is the same thing with approaching women or approaching the opposite sex or the same sex. Whoever you're approaching is that you're going to get rejected. This is going to happen. Yeah, that's it has point. to happen. It's necessary. Because, again, if it didn't happen, you probably wouldn't appreciate when you have success and when you hit it off with somebody. So you shouldn't necessarily be so much afraid to be rejected. Mm -hmm. I mean, how many times have we been rejected? I I can't even count. More than we've ever been accepted, you know? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But you go there, you shoot your shot, have fun, man. Don't take it seriously. Realize that it has so little to do with you. Mm -hmm. And just accept the outcome. And let it go. If it's something good comes of it, right. cool. If it's a negative experience, you can reframe your mind to think of it in a positive way. You know, you can laugh it off. Mm. I mean, you probably remember this girl in Austin. We were out. We were drinking. You know, it's late at night, probably about midnight. Two cute girls sitting down. I'm like, oh, wow, she's she's gorgeous. I want to go talk to her. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, man, go for it. So I go over there and start talking to her. And immediately she's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? I don't want to yeah. talk to you. And she's just giving me a right. ear beating. I mean, she's going in hard on me. Like, Oh my God, who do you think you are? Totally drunk. Right. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there. I just asked, you know, how's your night going? Right. And her friends covering her mouth <clears throat> and mouthing to <clears throat> me, essentially whispering like, I am so sorry. Mm. And I'm just, I'm just sitting there taking it. And I'm mm. like, okay, well you guys have a good night. Yeah. I got back to you and, laughed it off but this experience happens a lot of times usually it's not that drastic usually people are just mm. simple they give one word responses right you know, you know why are you out tonight just wanted to come out okay. yeah just the coldness you you, you can sense that you yeah. can pick up on that oh, and you sure. can you can accept it gracefully you can say well you know i thought you were cute i just wanted to say you know have a good night right and then you can walk away yeah you still got your message across and that'll yeah. probably make their night feel better Right. Oh, somebody thinks I'm cute. That's yeah. cool. Even if I'm not interested, that's nice. I mean, I love getting compliments, even if I'm not interested. It doesn't matter if it's my <laughs> guy, a girl, right. old woman, old man. Thank mm-hmm. you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That was kind of you. Yeah. 
So a lot of takeaways uh, from that, you know, one, rejection is part of the game. So don't be afraid of it. It's just part of the game. And it has almost nothing to do with you. I mean, just think about it. That person doesn't know you at all. So it's, it's, it shouldn't really hurt your ego at all. Um, usually it's them. Um, I, maybe they're having a bad night or their friends are being an asshole that night. I, there are many different reasons, but it's usually not you. Uh, again, that person doesn't know you, so it shouldn't really matter. And I mean, I, I want to include women in this discussion too, because sometimes they approach guys too, but we're talking about, um, more about guys in this situation because majority of the times the guys are the ones who actually approach uh, the other part. More right? times than not. Yes. Um, so anyway, the rejection is part of the game. Don't be afraid of it. And maybe there, you know, you can actually get better at it, right? Sometimes the first rejection could be really hard on you, right? Oh, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you, know, you, you, haven't, you haven't done anything wrong, okay? That person just doesn't want to talk to you. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you got to just move on. But maybe it's good to have some, like a closing line, right? Because a lot of times, I've seen this a lot of times, guys get rejected and they just get rat face and they don't know what to do right mm-hmm. like you said earlier just simple line of oh okay have a good night whatever just walk away maybe that's something that you can prepare before approach girls that way you can deal with that situation a little bit better right so i think you can be strategic for sure and practice preparation <laughs> unfortunately it's, it's necessary for guys um, and it comes with experience, man. Again, you have to do it a lot. It's just like, it's like you playing a game, um, you know, reading instruction and playing a game are two different things, right? Absolutely. I mean, you can prepare, um, all day long, whatever. I mean, you can study it. You can go to college. Maybe I can probably make a major out of it, <laughs> but if you don't really do it, um, it's not going to be yours, you know? Um, Absolutely. And it's something that, like you were saying, to make it yours, you have to inject your personality and your desire and what you want mm -hmm. into it. Because as much as it's a game, you're also your own character. Mm -hmm. So you have to be willing to go out there, get those experience points, level up, so to speak, change your your outfit, the way you're presenting yourself, maybe. Mm -hmm. Take a, a deep look in the mirror. Not only physical outward appearance, mm. but also emotionally. How are you conveying yourself? Is your tone of voice wrong when you approach a woman? Mm. Do you seem creepy? Do you seem a certain way? And again, having a friend or somebody that cares about you that can be honest with you mm-hmm. is going to have a huge impact on your ability to get this information. Because yeah. you shouldn't be taking information from some random stranger that rejects you. Right. You just shouldn't because they might be mm-hmm. – they don't know you. Their, their opinion may not be valid. Not to say that it's completely invalid, mm-hmm. but you should. It should be weighted very low percentage. You mm-hmm. know, weight it very lightly, because, again, they don't know you. They mm-hmm. don't know your history, your background, where yeah, you're maybe you're from. just ugly, right? Yes, there's a lot of people <laughs> that are ugly, and there's nothing wrong with being ugly. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Most, I'll tell you what. I some, I know some guys that are some guys and girls. Mm. that are not very physically attractive. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God, they are some charming motherfuckers. 
right that yeah, makes it absolutely they're the most attractive people in the room as soon as they start talking because yeah. they have confidence because they're not worried about how others necessarily perceive them mm-hmm. and they've le- learned to be comfortable in their skin who they are and that attractiveness is so much deeper than just a yeah. physical physical outward appearance yeah. that in a lot of cases we had no no choice in we weren't choose the born we didn't choose to be born and look a certain way we can choose how our physique looks our aesthetics mm-hmm. you know the clothes we wear we have a bit of impact but our faces mm-hmm. and some of the other things we have no we have no control over so almost none we should mm-hmm. take control over the things that actually have impact mm-hmm. that we can change again so that would be yeah. you know are we going to be in shape our vocabulary work on these skills mm-hmm. and these other things not to win a partner again don't do this just to win a partner right a byproduct is it's easier to attract somebody mm-hmm. when you take care of yourself and when you love yourself right. it's more of a self-improvement thing right um you know talking to girls or talking to guys like i said both sides um we can get a lot of things out of it but also another thing that you can work on uh in addition to what we have talked about is that it is it's a process of validating your self-esteem uh as you do it a lot you can actually whether or not you have a a high self-esteem you can actually validate your self-esteem you need to have this mindset you know this could be actually applied to a lot of different things where you're interacting with someone for a certain interest right so you you have to understand in this kind of situations uh things are mutual like it could be audition it could be job interview you you should understand that this is mutual that mm-hmm. person needs mm-hmm. you yes. that person need a good person or very competent person for for that opening job and you need a job this is mutual you're not going in there just because you want to back for the job that's already wrong approach and wrong uh stance walking in and approaching girls should be the same thing you this is a mutual you know absolutely that mindset actually can give you a lot of confidence you know you're not going in there for you know bagging or for just for yourself or your interest alone mm-hmm. that person has also interest potentially obviously mm-hmm. if you do a good job right but anyway the point is this skills this mindset could translate into uh, a lot of different situations absolutely and i think yeah. that's a an important topic to touch on is that it being mutually beneficial mm-hmm. is essentially saying it's not selfish it isn't all about you and that's worth applying to every avenue of your life because the second you think it's only about you, mm-hmm. you miss the other person entirely. Right. You miss the joy in the exchange of dating, of flirting, <clears throat> the back and forth. If you're going there with the only purpose is that I'm going to get laid or I'm going to have this girl attracted to mm-hmm. me, you're missing out entirely on everything, the other person. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well just go out there and be alone or you might as well just masturbate Mm -hmm. what's the point why are you even engaging with somebody else if it's only about you things being mutually beneficial also relieves some pressure Mm -hmm. because then you realize oh the other person's here to have a good time as well they want to enjoy their night you know they want to be out with their friends drink Mm -hmm. they want to feel attracted they want to feel wanted they want to feel desired Mm -hmm. so when you're approaching people and you're discussing and talking to them when you take an interest in where they're at in their life as well they're going to reciprocate 
And not to say this is going to happen all the time, mm-hmm. but it's more beneficial for you because Absolutely. the pressure is not going to be all on you to mm. perform. Right. It's going to be about a shared activity, mm. a shared gratitude, mm-hmm. a shared enjoyment of the night. How many nights have we had, man, where we've gone out, we've met people, talked to them, and that's it. That's that's where the night ends. We never mm. see them again. We never talk to them again. But those are still wonderful nights because mm. of the experience we shared, right. because of how fleeting they are. Mm. But it's because we were open to having a deep conversation mm. or we were open to hearing their thoughts. It wasn't about... Oh man, we have to pull these girls. We gotta do it. We gotta right. make something happen. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this goes to your employers, your employees. When you realize this is to be a mutual, beneficial relationship, mm-hmm. it changes the entire way you behave, your expectation of the outcome, Absolutely. and everything. And I believe it ultimately does it for the better. You know, so you want to be an active player in this because again, it's mutual. Mm-hmm. You want to have active involvement in your life. And that's one thing I think a lot of the younger generation may be missing out on because of COVID is that you're not running into so many situations where you're looking for something that's mutually beneficial because everything was shut down. So a lot Mm -hmm. of people haven't had the opportunities to be in these social environments. And again, since so many people are glued into their phones or the internet and things like that, maybe they haven't developed the skill set to effectively communicate mm-hmm. in person the way they want to. They're probably more effectively communicating via text, emojis, Snapchat, all these other social media platforms. But as good as those platforms are, they'll never be as complex, as subtle as body language and the human face-to-face interaction, mm-hmm. which is why it's so valuable to grow this skill set mm-hmm. because it will stand you will stand separate from peers and other people your age because mm-hmm. they haven't taken the time to develop the skill set. Right. And it's it's a wonderful skill set to have because it makes all avenues of your life easier when you know how to deal with people. It doesn't matter if it's romantic or otherwise. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. <coughs> So how about we talk about something a little more fun? Mm-hmm. How about sexual compatibility? Sexual compatibility. That's a part of dating. Right. Something that is probably not talked about very often publicly, mm-hmm. usually among close friends and people right. that you trust just because the topic is so intimate. Yes. I mean, obviously, it's very important, right? Um, I mean, dating, in my opinion, I don't know how we can you know, uh, define it. But dating doesn't necessarily have to go into the realm of relationship, right? Uh, it doesn't. It could be just playful time with someone. Uh, in that sense, I think uh, sexual compatibility is very important, right? Um, well, especially as a guy, I guess. Um, I think more so as a woman because I think true women yeah, typically have a, true. you know, a lot more <laughs> involved process to mm-hmm. have an orgasm, whereas a man long enough time you know it's gonna happen so we're just like machines in that regard almost not all men are like this either right there's definitely variation i mean i personally want to have an emotional intimacy there Mm -hmm. in order to have a sexual gratification but Mm. a lot of a lot of men aren't like that a lot of women aren't like that either Mm. so yeah true it's important to know what you enjoy sexually and again being open to maybe exploring new sexual uh, not identities, but 
sexual acts, maybe, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. So that you're open-minded that maybe you're missing out on something. Maybe a new partner you're meeting has a kink or something that Mm -hmm. you've never thought you would enjoy performing or being performed on. Mm -hmm. But trying it once, you're like, oh, wow, I really like this. Or maybe you only like it with this one individual. Right. But being open to that can really change the possibilities and the gratification gratification from expand the boundary of your gratitude yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, man and i i that's pretty simple i think uh to me a topic to talk about uh yeah i mean the only only way to find out is actually have a sex with her or with that person right and well first thing though you may not have a good sex with that person because that person is new right you gotta give a few tries at least things things could get better but how even after- convenient <laughs> few tries <laughs> no that's i mean that's that's how it is man i mean the first sex could not um not it doesn't necessarily represent the potential compatibility absolutely, absolutely. yeah so i think you should give um at least a few tries I think so too. I mean, it's like, and, uh, and if it doesn't happen after a few tries, then move on. <laughs> <laughs> Poor girl. Or just uh, remain as friends. I don't know. Uh, Absolutely. They're, they're, yeah. You should you should be able to communicate that effectively as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. in a sensitive way because people yes. take it very personally. When it's not per, it's not intended to be personal mm-hmm. or offend them personally. But sometimes there's just the lack of compatibility, and a lot of people would rather even not know that. I think. Yes. But you should also consider it. Again, we're going to get into climbing. You know, so when you first get to a, we'll say a boulder problem, mm-hmm. you try it for the first time. If you successfully try it, it's called a flash. Depending on the difficulty or the uniqueness of the climb, it can be mm-hmm. very difficult to flash climbs. Just like when you're hooking up with somebody, it can be very difficult mm-hmm. to have a great performance on your end or their end. Right. Which is why you should give it multiple tries. Yeah. Give it a fair shot is essentially what we're saying by yeah, that. Absolutely. And there can be fun in that. Again, this should be playful. Just like your interactions and your communications mm-hmm. are playful back and forth. The sexual experience, ideally, again, this is my opinion, should be playful. You should have fun. You should be enjoying each other, enjoying each other's bodies, the emotions, the experience. Mm-hmm. And that can lead to something deeper if there's compatibility there. Yeah. You know, Or if there's an agreement that that's where you're trying to head. You can actively try to build something. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and you know just like the sexual uh, part of the dating as you said you should have fun but dating itself right in general um, should be something that you should approach uh, uh, with a with a light mind mindset that you know you're just trying to have fun with someone you know mm-hmm. I think that's that's an important part of uh, dating that you shouldn't really take it too seriously um, unless you're considering uh, going into a relationship with that person. But at first, earlier stage at least, you should be having fun. You know, don't, just don't think about it um, too compli- in a complicated way. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, I like to add that part that, you know, you just, you're there to have fun. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think we can't express it enough because... Mm-hmm. How many times do you hear about people go to counseling, marriage counseling, couples counseling? And the number one thing is it's just not like when we were dating. We have to mm-hmm. start dating each other again. 
there's a reason there's such a heavy emphasis mm-hmm. on dating and the enjoyment we get from that is because when we have a relationship and familiarity with somebody, mm-hmm. typically it changes the mm-hmm. relationship. It shifts from this kind of dating playfulness to a more serious tone. Mm-hmm. And not to say there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but we also can't forget this is my partner or I'm interested in this person. I like to be playful with them. And it's so important that we consistently try to engage with our partner in these ways, in a playful way, a romantic way, trying to understand, trying to appreciate, you know, maybe even what they're wearing that night mm-hmm. or that day or what they're doing and remind them that, oh, yeah, I dig you. I like mm-hmm. who you are. I like the way you project yourself. I like the energy you give off, your vibe. And when you do that, even mm-hmm. if you don't necessarily feel that entirely, by doing that, the other person is going to essentially typically mirror Mm -hmm. what you're giving off. Mm -hmm. So remember when you go out in the world dating, people usually reflect back the energy you put out or the vibe Mm -hmm. or the body language. So when you're smiling, you're happy, you're laughing, Mm -hmm. people naturally want to laugh and smile back at you. Yeah, absolutely. It's just human nature to mirror. And not to say you should be trying to take advantage of this, but realize it exists. And the happier you are, and the more fulfilled and more engaged you are, it's going to rub off on people. And people are going to want to do that back. Right. So it, it can't be undersold how important being playful and taking it lightly is in the dating aspect. And when you're right. approaching women, every interaction you have has some lightheartedness about it. I think it can go a long way. And people really appreciate that. People want to surround themselves with people that make them feel happy or there's a reason to live or passionate. And... You just can't fake it. You can fake it to a degree, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult to truly fake that. So again, it's just about self-discovery mm-hmm. before you put yourself out there even. And part of self-discovery is also while you're putting yourself out there, learning from these experiences, learning from these interactions, and realizing, wow, I can shape myself to be however I want. There's some natural inclinations I have, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe I'll get a little haircut around my personality, some areas just trim up here and there to be the person I want to be. And that's such a satisfying thing because you'll see it responded to well in every avenue of your life, I believe. At least that's been my experience. Yeah. And that's what I would like to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're, we're back. back. Sorry about that. Some technical difficulty with the video card. <laughs> Needing to be formatted. <laughs> Yippee. Right. So we're on the topic of dating. Right. Um, we've talked about a lot of things, but I wanted to also talk about um, some practical stuff, right? Okay. Uh, of, of dating. For example, um, what is the most ideal location for the first date? Oh, I'd have to say without a doubt, and I think we agree on this, coffee mm-hmm. shop. Right. Can't go wrong. Yeah. It's got tea, got coffee, got water. Everybody loves right. water. It's more casual, right? It's not too serious. It's not too expensive, right? Uh, obviously, you have to choose uh, uh, a location that is mutually close. You know, you don't have to be too considerate as a man to drive all the way to, um, you know, close to her, her place or something like that. You know, again, this is a mutual. So make sure that the first location, the first date location is um, mutually close, mutually convenient. It doesn't have to be one-sided, 
Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. set the precedence early on that you're right. willing to go maybe necessarily too mm. far out of your way. Even if it's kind, it mm. can perhaps send the wrong message. <clears throat> and again, you should be mutually beneficial for one another. So right. try to be even in this regard at least. You know, if you mm. want to pick up the bill for the coffee, sure. I don't think I don't think yeah. you're gonna offend anybody or you're gonna break the bank by spending a few extra yeah, bucks coffee. for the coffee. It's, it's nothing, right? But yeah. I think it's way better to have coffee than mm-hmm. alcohol on a first date because even though I think most people are nervous on a first date, that it's good to have those nerves and kind of it shows that you're maybe interested or that there's something to be lost or gained in mm-hmm. the situation. But again, with experience and time, I think you lose the nerves altogether. I don't get nervous mm-hmm. at all when I go on dates anymore just because been on so many i'm sure it's the same for you you've been on so many it's just like oh yeah i'm just meeting somebody again right no expectations yeah. just gonna have a nice exchange it's still of exciting words. though yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's still exciting but there's yeah. no trepidation i'm not worried right of course not there's no reason to be but also you talked about bill uh, i mean coffee is you know no brainer it's cheap you can pay for it i'm still of uh the old-fashioned view that the guys have to you know need to pay the first first bill, uh, especially if it is dinner or, uh, I mean, the first day you can go to dinner, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be at the Ritz or something like that. Um, no Burger Kings, though. Cheap, <laughs> cheap man over here. You know, uh, what about Chick-fil-A? Is that good? We Chick-fil-A? can go to Chick-fil-A. I, I, I wouldn't have any problem, but yeah. Uh, but this is, this is sort of the rule that I have. So dinner or drinks could be a little more expensive than coffee, right? Um, so it really depends on you, right? If you are really having a good time, and especially you want to ask her for a second date, then you should probably pick the bill. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice polite. move. Right? It is nice. Yeah. And I mean, I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Typically, first meals, first date. I'll yeah. get the, the coffee or the dinner or the drink, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm not really worried about it, so... But if you're one somebody that is worried about money, mm. then if it's going to leave you in a negative headspace to do that, mm. you know, maybe just ask, hey, can we split the bill? A lot of women are more than happy to split the bill because they also don't want to feel as if they owe somebody something. I've ran into sure. that. Sure, some people I, think that Sometimes way. I have to reassure somebody, mm. like, trust me, this has nothing to do with I'm expecting something mm. from you. It's just something I like to do. And again, if they're uncomfortable with it, then you should be willing to budge mm-hmm. on that issue. But like we've said before, the nice thing about a coffee shop is that you're not really enjoying the conversation. You're mm-hmm. not hitting it off. It can be as short as 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. you, can, you yeah. can walk out and go do something else. You can share that. You just feel like, you know, I don't think this is really going anywhere. Or I have errands. Mm-hmm. Whatever the reason is, you can get out. Or if things are going really well, you can then head to go get food or you can hit right. the bars. Mm-hmm. It's just coffee is usually the happy middle ground Yeah, to either 100% leave mm-hmm. or continue the date. Yeah. It's pretty good. Pretty and good also situation. most people like coffee. Right? Most people love it. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, like there's there are other <coughs> options as well, tea or, <coughs> you know. Um, so it has a lot of benefits. So um, and what about uh, – what about how you should act in the first or on the first day? I guess it really depends on <laughs> what you're trying to convey or what you're trying to get at. Well, you know, less well yeah, of course, but 
let's talk about this as if we're teaching this to someone who doesn't have any experience. They mm. want to know like how, yeah. No experience. Well, yeah. be yourself is obviously the right answer, mm. but you should obviously try to put your best foot forward, mm. you know? So extra care and appearance for one when you go there. Make mm. sure you've shaved or... You've done your clean, hair. Yeah. You look clean. That's the number know? one you thing. Smell, you, yeah, for you guys. smell bad, dude. What What are you doing? Why are you Why are you even showing yeah. up? You just rolled yeah. out of the sewer to come on this date. Yeah, that they just got out of the bad look. Uh, Willa doesn't work, especially no. on the first date. Um, like if you've had a sex with that girl, maybe that's fine. But like if the, if that's just purely first date, then no. That's, if that's she not knows you, then it's it's more okay to yeah. be less dressed mm-hmm. up. But still. You should always, you know, try to put some efforts into your appearance. And oh, yeah. It's, I think it's difficult. Most men, I learned a lot of that stuff later in life. I'm still learning mm-hmm. things in that regard. But that should be your first approach, I think, is that mm-hmm. take care of yourself, brush your teeth, make sure you smell good, look good. <laughs> and then from there, All right. listen. Yeah, try that's to be a big engaging, part. Mm-hmm. Listen, give feedback. Mm-hmm. And also speak your piece, which can be difficult because yeah. oftentimes you're uncomfortable and you mm-hmm. don't know this person. You don't know how they're going to react, mm-hmm. but it's better to be honest. And again, if you have maybe some strong controversial opinions or mm-hmm. things that are not maybe accepted in the society that you believe, mm-hmm. don't lead with those. And if you're going to, yeah, choose your words very carefully and try yeah. not to be abrasive. Yeah, the first day, you, you, you really don't have to show your um, opinions on those heavy topics. Just be neutral. Just listen to her. I think, you know, the big part is that uh, you got to be sensitive as a man. Um, l- uh, look interested, you know, mm-hmm. and considerate, witty. Um, all that is important. But also, like you said, it's important to be yourself because... As soon as you try to do something that is not really uh, natural to you, it's going to show. Right? Yeah, I and mean, then, people have a bullshit detector for a lack of genuine yes. big time. They know mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, this mm-hmm. dude's putting on a show. You might be able to fake it really well, but most people can tell right. you're being disingenuous. Yeah. And also another thing is that it's okay to have some pauses in the conversations. You know, like guys actually freak out. When they feel like, oh, there's, when they feel this pause, there is no really exchange of words. Like, there's a lot of them freak out, but don't freak out. Like, you don't have any obligation to keep, you know, you're not interviewing her, right? I mean, you're having a conversation. So it's okay to have those pause. So um, just wait for her to talk. That's fine, too. Yes. Yeah. It's mutually beneficial. Again, yeah. this is a conversation with another person just like you. Yeah. If you're talking to your friend, you don't need to fill the silence. I also, I mm-hmm. really can't stand when I'm on a date with somebody mm-hmm. and they feel so uncomfortable that they feel the need to fill the silence with mm-hmm. gibberish yeah. or nonsense. When it's See, there's a negative okay. effect when you try, right? <laughs> yes, That's and a bad it happens. Thing. And I, mm-hmm. It's totally understandable. And again, you have to, you know, forgive yourself and the other person because mm-hmm. it's going to happen when you're inexperienced. But... Again, this might be a personal preference. I love a girl that can just sit there with me and we can enjoy each other's company without the exchange of words. Mm-hmm. And again, it's hard to do on a first date because you don't know each other. But I feel like it's a much more relaxed pace. 
Mm-hmm. When you slow down, can't enjoy yourselves. She's not going to get up and walk away if you're not saying something or asking interesting questions. Mm-hmm. You know, the last thing you want to fill on a date for yourself or for somebody else is if this is work. It's taxing. It's mm-hmm. exhausting. Mm-hmm. We want it to feel natural, ideally. Yeah. You know, like it's dancing. It's enjoyable. It has its ups and its downs. But overall, you don't want to feel exhausted. Like, right. Oh, why do I have to do this? I have to come up with another question mm-hmm. or I have to think of another response. It shouldn't, it shouldn't it be that like way. That. Well, if you, if you're feeling that way, uh, you, either you're really inexperienced, you just don't know what to do. You're super uncomfortable. You're just acting that way. Uh, or that person is not interesting to you, you know, um, mm-hmm. just walk away, man. Uh, yeah. Either way, just evaluate it at the end of the date. Mm-hmm. You can go back and see, well, mm-hmm. is this tied to my inexperience mm-hmm. or is this because we have incompatibility and I don't mm-hmm. like her? And you should be able to have, uh, over time, a pretty good idea of which one it is. And maybe mm-hmm. it's a combination of both. So maybe it's a second date, you know? Maybe it's a text afterwards. Hey, it was nice meeting you. I'd love to have another conversation with you over dinner or something of that nature or maybe it's so obvious that you just want to see her again and mm-hmm. it flowed naturally and that's the best case scenario that's usually the thing that doesn't take work right yeah and those things usually end up becoming relationships mm-hmm. because pretty rare no but yeah, it happens yeah i mean when there's no yeah. effort when it feels like natural mm-hmm. those things typically great feeling seen progress into mm-hmm. something a little more serious yeah um not that they necessarily have to but it's always nice when they do, if that's what you're after in your life, yeah. or if that's what they also want. There's a mutual benefit there. Right. So, yeah, first first place you should go, we would suggest coffee shop. Coffee shop. shop. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're just trying to hook up, and that's their plan and your plan, mm-hmm. and it's obvious, then you're probably going to go to the bar first. Right. Sure, maybe it's a little more about the physical the side of things mm-hmm. and kind of letting go of those inhibitions via drinking. Right or other drugs, mm-hmm. then yeah, there's nothing wrong with that either. But on average, I think if you're trying to build something more than those, hit up the coffee shop first, you know? Maybe get some Theory of Living coffee. And- <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, actually. It's coming, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, pretty exciting news, actually. So we've started a private label, and we'll be selling coffee. So you'll be able to get it through Amazon on the website. And- or... The, the highest tier of our uh, Patreon members. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. If you're pledging the highest tier, then we'll obviously send you coffee among the other benefits included there. Yes. And we just we love coffee, and this is going to be the first batch in the first round, so we're doing 400 pounds. And then we're going to pledge some more flavor mm-hmm. profiles the next time. Maybe something less simple, but we want it to get other people's opinions on the coffee. If there's an interest in buying coffee, what people like, what people dislike, and then we can tailor our blends or our bean and the roasting process Mm -hmm. to meet those flavor profiles. Because, I mean, we love coffee. We talk about it all the time. We drink it. That's what's in the cups. It's not whiskey, unfortunately. (laughs) But I don't even like whiskey, I'm saying that. Yeah. So... Hopefully, it'll be something that all of you can enjoy and it'll be available within, mm-hmm. I think we're looking at probably early January. Should be in the warehouses, yeah. maybe sometime in January. But that's TBD to be determined. 
Mm-hmm. We'll uh, definitely announce it when it's fixed. But um, you want to talk about um, the cons letter? Because um, I, I thought that there would be really a good closer. Um, sure. You're yeah. talking about the woman who wrote Con. Do you remember her name? I don't recall. Yeah, Maria Vaughn. Uh, maybe not the middle name, but Herbert. Yeah. Maria Herbert. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she had gone through a really rough heartbreak, heartbreak. Mm-hmm. and she had wrote Kant essentially saying, you know, I understand your views on morality, and even though I agree with them, mm-hmm. the reality of my situation and the gravity of the situation mm-hmm. clashes with this thought. Right. And I can't bear to continue to live, and I'm having ideas and thoughts mm-hmm. about suicide, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you said, what, Kant, how did Kant respond to her? Kant, uh, his response was basically that uh, first he tells her uh, there's a difference between uh, reticence and dishonesty. Um, And he clarifies that first. And then he tells her that basically time will cure it, you know. But also another thing is that... um, the enjoyment that you get from um, people are overly, um, I mean, highly overrated. That's what it was saying, especially the happiness based on the external sources. Mm. So uh, that was his, his advice, and she wrote two more times, uh, but he didn't really answer, reply to those letters, and then she ended up killing herself after eight years of life. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the really funny thing is that her her brother. Oh, this is funny to you. Sorry, go on. Did I say funny? Funny. Oh, that's thing. crazy. Um, <laughs> I I didn't strange. mean that. I know what yeah, mean. really strange. strange that her brother actually uh, committed suicide as well after a few years. Wow, after her suicide, yeah. he killed mm-hmm. him. Wow, mm-hmm. so that most it almost seems like there's maybe some hereditary genetic. Could be, could be, too. because on the third letter, uh, letter she she says that oh, basically she's getting better and all that, but. You know, after eight years, she did it anyway. Wow. Yeah. So I guess that goes to say that, you know, mm-hmm. even with all the, obviously, Kant, everything mm-hmm. he wrote was much more deep than what we've touched on here. Right. But even though you know something logically, mm-hmm. it can still be very difficult yes. to apply That's emotionally. That's one thing that we can take away, uh, away from that. Yeah. But I think what we tell anybody that's listening to this is what we've mentioned today. Mm-hmm approaching people, developing the skill. It takes time, and you really do got to give it an honest effort. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. Some people it will. Some people it will click. Right. But that's a vast minority. Mm-hmm. Most of us, it's going to take years of experience. Mm-hmm. It's going to take you know, tens to hundreds of approaching people of the opposite sex, same sex, whatever, to develop a robust skill set mm-hmm. to communicate effectively in a way where you're trying to woo somebody, you're trying to have a business relationship, mm-hmm. you're trying to develop a friendship, you're trying to date or otherwise. So I would implore anybody who's listening to be patient with yourself. Enjoy the process. That's the fun. Yes. Yeah, that's is that eventually you're going to look back and where you started to where you are now mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. miles. It's going to mm-hmm. be vast. Right. And there's so much joy that you'll get in the process. If you take it, not very seriously, yeah. but serious enough to actually have real change. But again, we don't want anybody killing themselves over this because right. these relationships are one aspect of life. I think they're a huge aspect, 
but they're one part of life. Mm-hmm. So just remember that when you go out there and you're talking to people. Yeah. True. Uh, it's really important to know that uh, your happiness shouldn't be really dependent on external sources. I think that's one of the most important things to know. You know, um, a lot of times relationship, in a relationship, a person can be, a um, person can develop the dependence, right? Uh, and then they feel like, I cannot be happy without this person. Mm-hmm. But that's not really true, right? Mm-hmm. E- even if that's true, if you feel that way, that is not real, real happiness for you. That is not, you know, that is not true happiness for you. You might have been outsourcing a lot of your happiness mm-hmm. and putting on somebody unfairly, yeah. which I think happens a lot in relationships mm-hmm. where, you know, you're dating, it's new, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel alive. I feel so good. This other person completes mm-hmm. me. And then you get three, six months into it and you realize, wow, I, I you know, I'm not really that happy mm-hmm. because this person becomes familiar. Right. And then all the issues that you had that you never dealt with reemerge, yeah. Reemerge. But you misattribute it to the person. You say, mm-hmm. Well, they're the problem. I mean, what's changed? Oh, it's gone stale. This isn't love. Mm-hmm. But really it could have been something internal to you. And unless you do the work and the time to examine all mm-hmm. these things internally and have self-love and address them like readily you're potentially setting yourself up to lose an awesome partner or end up with the wrong partner period Mm -hmm. so i mean bottom line you got to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. before you even engage with somebody else or you should and again it's a learning process when you're engaging with somebody they're going to reveal things that you didn't realize you had with you issues you know maybe they do something that makes you jealous oh well why, why do i feel jealous is it rational is it realistic? Is it understandable? Mm-hmm. Or any range of emotion. But that person can be a huge torch to illuminate issues we have internally. Mm-hmm. And then we can work on them. And we can become better for it. We can become better partners, better employees, better employers, mm-hmm. better friends, all of that. Because we have somebody else that's reflecting this image back to us. Mm-hmm. And should we should always, I believe, strive to be better because it gives us direction in life, something to aim for. Mm-hmm. And that is invaluable. It makes life worth living in a lot of ways. Yeah. Good summary, man. I like that. Well, I think we're about to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. About 56 minutes in here. So thanks, guys, for tuning in this week for dating and some mm-hmm. relationships. I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Absolutely. Get out there and talk to some girls. (laughs) See you guys. See ya. Bye. That's this week's episode of the Theory of Living Podcast. Thank you for listening with us. We're Cody and Kai. Don't forget to join us next week for another episode. And if you'd like to help support us, we have a Patreon page where you can subscribe for exclusive content. Also, please share with others who you think may find value in our discussion. Leave a rating, a review, and please subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube. Thank you again. See you later.